Welcome to the Data Scientist Podcast with Dr. Stylianos Kabakis. Dr. Kabakis is a data scientist, statistician, and blockchain expert with a mission to educate the public about the wonderful capabilities of technologies like AI, data science, and DLTs. These technologies have the potential to transform the world, the economy, and our lives. However, there is too much misinformation around tech, and so most people are just confused about what is true and what is not. Whether you are a CEO, an entrepreneur, or just an enthusiast, the Data Scientist Podcast helps you separate reality from hype. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to discuss about one of my favorite topics, which is tokenomics. Okay, tokenomics is just a shortcut for token economics. And as many of you might know, I was one of the first researchers in this area, the area of token economics. And I was actually one of the very first to propone the use of agent-based modeling for the study of token economics. And token economics seems to be becoming more and more popular these days. And after many years of working in this area, I just wanted to share some thoughts about the recent post which discusses about one of the most common tools applied in token economics, and that is the equation of exchange. So Vitalik Buterin, a few years ago, when during the ICO boom of 2017-2018, proposed the adaptation of a formula used in microeconomics, and he proposed that we could actually use this formula in order to get an understanding of token valuations. Okay. So there have been many discussions about this and the correct way to use this formula and how you should go about it and how well it works in practice. But what I found is that in practice, that's a good tool, not so much to predict the price because the price of a token can be quite unpredictable and can depend on many factors, including the market conditions, which quite often can be the most important factor since during a bull run, anything can spike and during a bear market, everything can crash. However, this equation I found is very useful as a way to understand whether the token has appreciation potential and what's going to be the, let's say, floor of the price, whether it can really appreciate or whether it's actually very likely to crash. It can help you to better understand things like distribution schedules, investing schedules, things like that. So it's not a perfect tool by any stretch of the imagination. However, it's a very useful tool for certain circumstances. Okay. And on this post, for those of you who are not watching the video or on the podcast, there's a link to this post in the description below. On this post, I just provide some examples as to how you could go about using the equation of exchange to try and understand whether your token economy is sensible or not. So first of all, we'll provide a breakdown of how this is used within the context of blockchain because you have to make a few transformations. But essentially, what this tells us is that in order to get what is a very fair value for a token, you need to get the total number of transactions expressed in fiat. That's a key point. Yeah, so you need something like dollar or euro or British pound, etc. And then you divide it by the total number of tokens. And you multiply by the holding time. Okay, that's another important concept. The um, total economy, as we call it, the transaction volume, as well as the holding time, they need to be expressed in some unit of time. So. If we do that, and then you get an estimation of the price and what the price looks like. And then we get some very interesting effects. And I guess this is also because this was used in microeconomics. I tried to give some examples with, you know, parallels based on, let's say, the real world, the fiat economy, whatever you want to call it. And the first example, I show how what happens on the price when the value grows at the same pace as the 
token release schedule. So the economy grows in a linear way, for example, and then more tokens get released again in a linear fashion. So in this case, the price is stable. Yeah. So you get a stable value of one, okay, one dollar. We assume that the economy is denominated in dollars. Then if the economy rises faster compared to the total number of tokens, then we see an appreciation, okay? So the token becomes more and more expensive. So this means the economy is growing, more people want to use the token, but there are not enough tokens. So there's more demand than supply, okay? So the token becomes more and more powerful. So in the real world, this is what happens when a new superpower arises. So this was the case with the Netherlands, and then Great Britain and the empire took over, and then they had the global reserve currency, and as the United States, and what we've been experiencing these days, essentially, let's say a gradual downfall of the United States. So we hear like all this conversation around the end of dollar, of the dollar, and, and maybe, you know, it's going to be replaced by Bitcoin, maybe, you know, by the Chinese yuan, maybe it's going to be a multipolar world. But essentially, from, let's say, late 40s, all the way to, let's say, early 2000, like the economy experienced, you know, massive growth, which helped keep the dollar strong. Obviously, this is not necessarily the path of the dollar over all those years, because at the same time, you know, the, the, all the economies are growing, it's just maybe the US is growing faster, which helps have create a very powerful dollar. But again, that's like more of an analogy, because like in the real economies, then you have all other considerations to take into account, whereas in the crypto economy, things are much simpler. And you can also see these very fast uh, appreciations, especially during a bull run, uh, like 100x, etc., which certainly you wouldn't see this in the GDP of a country or you know, or anything like that. Even though what you might see actually in some real real world economies is a crash of the value of a currency, which is in that case, the economy is shrinking or has shrinked a lot. And also the currency is not like in demand. And then essentially you have this overabundance of supply and nothing really to back this up. And this is when things crash. So for example, in this case, if you have say an economy which is not really growing well, and then you keep releasing more and more tokens, then the value is going to go down eventually, okay? And essentially, the way this manifests in the real world is often it's like inflation, essentially, because this means that if you still have the same amount of money numerically, arithmetically, but you can buy fewer goods and services because everything is becoming more expensive. So when everything is becoming more expensive, this means that the value of your tokens, for example, euros or US dollars, as it's now the case in the real world, has gone down, which is obviously a very, very bad outcome and within, obviously, the, the scope of a token economy. What we want to see usually is appreciation, but ideally sustainable appreciation. Okay, we don't want like 100x and then a dump. Okay, this is nonsense. So, yeah, this was essentially some, some thoughts about the equation of exchange. And then I say a few things about the holding time. Well, there are certain projects like Olympus DAO, which they have used this concept of holding time very effectively in order to pump the price of tokens up. But where Olympus DAO is failing, however, is in the fact that you know, it doesn't produce much real value, something which they're trying to change maybe with Olympus Pro, etc. But I guess it's all a big experiment. Some people might call it a Ponzi scheme. I don't know the verdict's out, but the jury's out, sorry. But it works differently to how things would work in, in a real economy where someone might you know, take some money loan it and then try to perform activities which generate value and or wealth. There are many DeFi protocols where essentially they take money and then they use all these mechanisms to increase the holding time, to increase the price, restrict supply, etc., etc. Which, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of these ideas. 
I think at least at some point in this chain, there needs to be some connection to something in the real world. But I would be very curious to hear the thoughts of of others. I'm sure that's, this is like a topic around DeFi and Olympus DAO and Forks and DeFi 2.0 that's been debated a lot. But anyway, that was it for today. I hope you, you enjoyed this commentary on the equation of exchange. Again, the link is in the description for those of you who want to read more. And as always, if you want to discuss about AI, data science, blockchain, economics, if you need help with any of those subjects, more than happy to help you out and make sure to get in touch through my personal website, thedatascientist.com. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit thedatascientist.com for more content about data science, AI, and blockchain.